0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Dudes Who Like Movies. I am Indiana Jones on the Temple of Dan, and with me, as always, is... Aleker's List. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
1: It's my favorite one of his,
0: okay? Okay, that's fine. Uh, So today we're going to do a profile on a Mr. Steven Spielberg, one of our uh, favorite directors. Probably, like, the most famous director.
1: He's, like, he's the DiCaprio of directors. If you can't name a director, Spielberg
0: automatically. But uh, real quick, we just wanted to say, uh, you know, hope you all are staying safe during this whole time with the pandemic and, uh, you know, I'm not trying to get all political on the show, but, you know, we're, be safe out there. And riding, um, yeah. um, real quick, Alec, what's the last movie you saw? A last movie? Or TV show. Something yeah. we can talk about real quick. Cause
1: uh, that would have to be, uh, well, I did rewatch The Last Kingdom. You mean The Last re- Airbender? No, well, no, no, The Last Kingdom. Oh, okay, sorry. It was I an actual you. show. I finished season four. Great show, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, and it's a historical drama. And I did finish Avatar The Last Airbender. Those are the last two shows I finished. Like, Avatar took me two days. And People... season four took me... Of the Last Kingdom took me another three.
0: Can I can I say something about Avatar real quick? I know it's a great show, The Last Airbender. But the fans ruin it for me. I just... I couldn't ever get into it. I remember when it premiered and I watched it, it just it just isn't. Like for I, I make me, you the know? joke,
1: like I need an Azula, mm-hmm. and that's as far as I go. But there are some people you know that, that make entire YouTube videos. Like there was a guy who made an hour and a half long YouTube video about the psychology of Azula. It was like God. she is insane. That's 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 all we need to isn't know. Isn't
0: that Zuko's sister Z- or something? Yes, yeah, sister. Yeah. Um can I say something about the movie that came out, The Last Airbender?
1: Oh, I mean the best adaptation ad to ever be put to paper? The only
0: reason I saw it is because I remember specifically that weekend, and I think we were in California when it came out. That weekend, our options were um, The Twilight Saga Eclipse or The Last Airbender. So I picked The Lesser of Two Evils. And Did you
1: really, though, at this point,
0: looking back? You know, maybe would- one day we'll talk about Twilight and all that. Because you know what? My fiance actually got me to watch them when they were on TV. I still am not going to.
1: You know what's funny, though? Huh. There was a avatar. There was a guy. It was like an interview after the movie was out. Mm-hmm. It was back in the day. And he shaved his head bald and he painted a blue arrow on his mm-hmm. head. And like, what did you think of the movie? He's like, seriously, wish I could have my hair back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was uh. just like, he was like, is that bad? He's like, yeah. He's like, fuck Shyamalan. I'm like, oh, no, dude.
0: Um, moving forward, I think the last like cause I've been watching South Park and King of the Hill recently, just because they're they're fun shows to watch. Like, I I like shows that are just a half hour long. You don't have to pay too much attention to them. That's you know?
1: that's why I like shows like at, like Atlanta, which is like another live action, but it's only half hour. Oh,
0: really? I thought it was like an hour. No, okay. no,
1: no they they do uh, half hour intervals. Yeah. That's the first and, two seasons I saw.
0: Um, but the last like actual, I, I mean, the last like big show that I watched uh, that I actually paid attention to was uh, Tiger King good show
1: so, talk about Tiger king real quick
0: uh i'll tell you mine after because mine mine are gonna take a while so so basically it's one of those shows where you're just like in disbelief the entire time because you're like how are people this trash and well it's oh, it's just like everyone in that show is a bad person with probably the exception of like some of the lower workers like the one who got her arm ripped off or yeah. him whatever it was and then um i think that because the whole for those of you who haven't seen it, it's about just this whole subculture of people who own these big exotic animals in like the United States and now there's this whole big culture around it. And in particular they talk about three people well, more like two, but three people um, one's this guy named Don something who lives in Myrtle beach and he, he like basically runs a cult, like literally a cult. It's a,
1: it's a sex cult. It, he, he and R Kelly exchange numbers. Okay. Yeah. We, he, we know. He,
0: uh, he basically gets these young women to work for him for basically pennies and, uh, they basically, you have to screw him to move up the chain and whatever. Yeah. And the Is there like,
1: they're like, oh, it's like the girl they interviewed, like, you know, I heard it was rumor that if you sleep with Don, you can move up, but. I never went to do it because I just didn't want to. And mm-hmm. then she's like, I never moved up. It's like, well, and uh, then,
0: um, there's this woman in Florida who's all about, Oh, well we need to not cage animals mm-hmm. and we need to not make money off of it. But she runs a whole sanctuary where she has animals and in cages. cages and, like one tiger, sure.
1: one tiger literally when she was talking about that, um, walked behind her in a cage. And I was just like, and do you know who we're talking about everybody? I'll show you. Killed her husband, whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Feed to tigers, they snack it. What's happened? Carol Baskin?
0: <laughs> well, that's who we're talking about, Carol Baskin. I can't say her name without saying Carol fucking Baskin.
1: Well, that's because it's she, like it, it's like um that one God, what was his name? He was a he was a player for the Yankees, and I forget the world what's World Series like. I think it was in the '80s, and he, they were the Yankees were down, and mm-hmm. unless this guy hit a home run hmm he hit the home run and then forever he was like i forget his fucking name but it was followed by fucking so they could never nice. say his full name without saying fucking now this generation has carol fucking Baskin.
0: yeah right um but and then there's this guy in oklahoma who's a basically he's a gun-toting he's a gay he's a
1: gay gun-toting monogamist
0: no no he's a polygamist
1: polygamist sorry yeah. polygamist and they're like is he, he ran for president in 2016 yeah, and he and, ran for
0: governor of Oklahoma. And, and
1: people are like, is America ready for its first gay gun-toting polygamist? And he's like,
0: I think so. And he, it's just all this – I'm not going to get too much into it, but it's just all these people and all their interactions. And it's just like, how are you people so incredibly stupid and just how is this stuff going on? And one of the points in the documentary that they make towards the end that I think is really important is like nobody's in it for the cats. It's all just about the fame because Joe Exotic just wants to get fame. I don't know if we said his name when we were talking about the big gay uh, polygamist, but yeah, that was him. Um, Joe Exotic, he's in jail now, and they get into it in the series. I won't spoil it if you you haven't seen it, but um, yeah, it's just one of those, like, this this guy at the end, he's like, nobody was in it for the animals. They were all in it for the fame, and that's just kind of my problem with a lot of those people. I don't really want to spend too much time on Tiger King. I
1: remember that was like the whole thing in January. That was like the meme Mm-hmm. thing for everybody
0: but you know i heard he's trying because he's in jail now i don't want to say why because you know watch the show but yeah. he uh he's trying to get
1: he's trying, trying to, to pardon him
0: because he's, he's like famous now and he all he wanted to do was get famous but the show's fizzled out it's kind of like the zeitgeist it's gone now
1: yeah so. i mean well it's because it also got replaced by that new uh, michael jordan documentary which i have yet to see
0: mm-hmm. but so we're at seven minutes uh just a few more minutes and uh are we ready to go ahead and talk about stevie Spielberg?
1: do you want to talk about mine yet
0: Oh, sorry. I thought you already did. No, I said, well, uh, you go first. All right. So what do you want to talk about real quick?
1: All right. Last Kingdom. Watch it. It is four seasons. It's a show that takes place uh, in England. Like I said, it's historical. It's about Alfred the Great and the start of England. Sounds boring, right? Mm -hmm. But I kid you not, it is so good. You will get super attached. Because they're they're just the characters, the writing. And for me, I'm biased. I like the time period. Oh, yeah. It's 900 ADs. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I like that time period. It's also, it's Vikings. It's it's a lot of fun. There's characters who are like, I want you to die. I hate you. I hate you. I hate mm-hmm. you. And in, you get two of them throughout the show. And I hated both of them. And one of them was a female character who was a Viking. And I'm like, I was just rooting for someone to cut her head off the whole time. I'm like, can someone just kill this bitch already? I hate you. But like, for me, I really liked it. There's a book on it. If you want to read the book, mm-hmm. I recommend you watch the series. Avatar. I mean, what more do you got to say? Everyone knows the show. Everyone loves the show. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. The animation still holds up 15 years later. I still simp out for Azula. Not Tylee, sorry. Uh, but uh, also the fan base kind of, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I, real quick, I don't think I really gave rec- – Tiger King's roughly one of those things you should watch it. It's, it's kind of like addicting to watch just because you're like, what the hell am I looking at? But anyway, so uh, that's our first introductions – first little part of the episode. Now we're going to talk about a certain director named uh, Steven Spielberg, Sir Stevie, mm. as Austin Powers calls him. Uh, so yeah, I remember probably the f- one of the first movies I ever saw, oh. God, was probably E.T. That was your first one? Maybe the first one the Spielberg's that I saw. No, Hook. Hook was one of them. He did Hook?
1: Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So Even now, because like, well, I've only seen it maybe twice in my life. I didn't bother to look at a director, but I didn't know it was
0: Spielberg. Um, wow. Yeah, so he's a really, f- I mean...
1: He's, he's real famous.
0: With the, with the profile, I'm going to give a little bit of backstory. Did you know he was born in Cincinnati, Ohio? Yes, I did. Yeah, and he is, was born December 18th, 1946, which puts him at 73 years old. Uh, most critically, One of the most critically successful filmmakers was praised for his directing talent and versatility... Uh, he won best director for two movies, which we'll get into later. But we'll say those movies were Schindler's List mm-hmm. and Saving Private Ryan, both excellent I've, movies. I've,
1: I knew Schindler's List because that, like I said, that's one of my favorites.
0: Mm-hmm. It's it's a hard movie to watch, but it's really good.
1: It, it, you cannot. It's like one of the. It's it's like. Um, what's it it's like for me it's like the movie silence mm-hmm. it is really difficult to watch a second time after you watched it once oh yeah because right. like you just know what's gonna happen and but it is just so beautifully dark it's amazing but he's
0: also directed a lot of movies that just become staples in pop culture like jurassic park and indiana jones and um he produced a lot of movies like back to the future men in black gremlins transformers Yeah, he, um, but he he's also
1: a revolutionary he's movie made movie. a
0: lot of really good like small kind of drama movies like have you seen bridge of spies
1: yes i have i saw the really theaters. good i know then, it was tom hanks was fantastic
0: and he also did the color purple empire of the sun so we'll kind of get into it but you know he I watched that before. he basically is a household name as a director um and that really started with jaws which is was the
1: first ever summer
0: blockbuster basically yeah they it
1: came it, out what 75 right?
0: 75 so let's kind of get in. oh um he also co-founded amblin entertainment uh, and dreamworks I don't know if he still works at DreamWorks, but he co-founded it. So let's move on. So uh, yeah, he has been active since 1959. uh, Born in Ohio, his parents, I believe, yeah, his parents, no, his grandparents, paternal grandparents were Jewish Ukrainian immigrants. Um, I thought I remember something reading. I thought I remember something about his uh, parents being Holocaust survivors or his grandparents or something. I don't know. But, you know, he is he is Jewish, and that's a lot of his brother. filmmaking. But, yeah, Spielberg. Yeah. Um, Pretty brother. sure
1: it was his grandparents, if I remember, right? Because I, I know it was something when I was watching Band of Brothers way back in the day. Oh, yeah,
0: he produced that, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he did. And honestly, that is still my number one show mm-hmm. of all time. I love, love Band of Brothers.
0: He, um... Still holds up. It's know, really good. Do you know what made no
1: one? Yeah. Would you have guessed? There's by the a lot film? of
0: actors in it that like we that, that that are like, famous Jimmy, now. took like Jimmy Fallon, Tom Hardy. Yeah, I was gonna say Tom Hardy. Um, um, it, it had um, Ross J- James, is
1: freaking on there. James McAvoy is in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. Like you, like you would like
1: if you looked at that now, you would never. It's like Lord of the Rings. If you looked at it now, you would never have guessed those movies just came mm-hmm. out in like 2001 to 2004. It's like, okay, would you would, is that really made? It looks like it was made like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Nope, it was made. 19 years
0: ago. But um, So then, okay. Uh, it says some of his films that he cited as early influences uh, were like the Godzilla movies, especially King of the Monsters. He called the most masterful of all the dinosaur movies. And I'm pretty
1: sure he really loved Alfred Hitchcock.
0: Yes. Um, he really liked Pinocchio. He liked Lawrence of Arabia, which he said is the film that set me on my journey. Um, he made a movie. movie at 16. Uh, he wrote and directed his first independent film. It was a 140-minute science fiction adventure called Fireflight which would later inspire Close Encounters, I'm reading this on Wikipedia, made for $500. Uh, And, oh, hey, they showed it at a cinema. It's opening, or they showed it for one night at a cinema and made his money back in one night, so.
1: that's good.
0: Uh, He moved to Saratoga, California. He went and uh, became an Eagle Scout. Then he moved to L.A. Um, Yeah, and he apparently, while he was a student, offered a small, unpaid intern job at Universal in the editing department, so that's good. Uh, that made gave him the opportunity to make a short film for theatrical release, the 26-minute-long movie Amblin, uh, which apparently studio vice president Sidney Scheinberg was impressed, uh, and he offered him a seven-year directing contract at the age of, like, I don't know, it was, he was in college, I'm assuming. Or, yeah, he went to Cal State Long Beach. Anyway, um, so yeah, his first professional TV job was he directed an episode or a segment for the pilot episode of Night Gallery. Oh, Rod Sterling. Uh, Let me see here. Oh, he was 21 years old directing her. Anyway, and then... Let me see here. Let's get into... I mean, yeah, he made... a couple TV movies. One was called Duel. Um, Another one was called... Oh, man, what's the... um, He made a movie... Sugar Land Express. That was his full length uh future debut about a married couple who are chased by the police as they try to regain custody of their kid um yeah and so then after so his yeah he got a job at universal was doing this p- contract and he did jaws in 1975 which i'm pretty sure i've seen it all the way through at least once it's been a long time though
1: i, I, I i've watched it on tv but i think the last time i watched it was two years ago when it was on
0: for those of you who are not aware, Jaws is about a town in what, Maine or something? It was in Maine, and it was like a, a, a special
1: kind of um, event going on. Because it takes place in the
0: summer, right? It, yeah.
1: it was in the summertime. They were all on the beach, and there was a shark spotted. No one thought anything of it. They didn't think it was going to come near people, but then it started attacking people. And then they realized that this was not just some ordinary shark. This is a big old shark. Mm-hmm. And it was,
0: like, straight up killing people. And like,
1: they hired this guy who's like, I can kill it. And, <laughs> spoiler alert, he dies. Mm-hmm. And they leave it up to, um, to, um...
0: Ro- no, what's his name? Roy Schneider? Roy-
1: Roy- 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 no. Was yeah. it Roy Schneider?
0: Yeah. it Man, was.
1: Yeah, you know, he was the one that died, right? Because it wasn't Robert Duvall who was, a.
0: Uh, no, hold on.
1: He-, he Who was the one that said, die, you son of a... And then he... He killed the shot. That was
0: Roy Schneider, I'm pretty sure. Was
1: that Roy Schneider? I thought that was Duval. Or, well, I know that um, or,
0: what's his yeah. name? Richard Dreyfus was in that movie. Oh,
1: that's that's something. I'm not Duval. Richard Dreyfus. That's no, what I'm thinking. I'm not Duvall. I think
0: didn't he, was he the one who died? Dreyfus? No, I don't think so. Oh, it's set in oh, it was filmed in Martha's Vineyard. Okay, um, but let me see here. Um, who's the? Pretty sure it was Dreyfus was
1: the one that shot it.
0: No, Robert Duvall was offered, but he uh, wanted to play Quint. Roy Schneider was in there. Anyway, but we don't need to spend too oh, much yeah, time Brody. on Oh, yeah,
1: Brody. Brody with Schneider. Okay, yep. so that's, that's who that was. But no,
0: and it's just one of those, like, it was the first summer blockbuster. made people come into the theater and apparently made people afraid to even go to the bathroom because of the toilet. And it's yeah, because
1: they were terrified of sharks, and it was, like I said, the first summer blockbuster.
0: Mm-hmm. And a lot of practical effects. You know, the shark was real, and obviously made out of rubber and stuff and yeah. i think it's on display at universal in the backlot Tour. i've been there and,
1: and they also do like a an homage to it in a uh, bobs
0: burgers if you didn't know that <laughs> um and then so yeah he did jaws it was a huge huge success um i think that was his first collaboration with john williams too which we should talk about in a second but yeah so and then and then like a couple
1: of years later he came out with wasn't was it close encounters the second yeah movie? close
0: encounters was his yeah So it says here, he rejected offers to direct Jaws 2, King Kong, and Superman, which were all movies in the 70s. So then he reconvened with Richard Dreyfuss to work on Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which is one of the rare films that was both written and directed by him. He actually wrote it. Um, Damn, he's got
1: some skill. here's,
0: Here's the thing. I've seen it. It's kind of boring, but it, it's a good movie. It's
1: boring, but the effects are just out of this world.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, the whole, like, you don't see the Im- aliens till the end of the movie, and it's all like, is he just paranoid? Is he just, you know, a weirdo? But then you find out there's other people who have seen the stuff, and he just, yeah, it's.
1: The only sci fi movie I hated of his was War of the Worlds. I feel like that was just a shameless cash grab.
0: We'll talk about that later. But, um, no, Close Encounters is. Like I said, the effects are good. The The model of the alien spacecraft is at – of the mothership is at the udvar Center in, in Chantilly.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. If we ever go there, I'll show it to you
1: because uh, I, I know
0: exactly where it is. It's really cool. I can dig it. Yeah. And then – yeah. Have you seen Close Encounters?
1: A while ago, honestly. I have. Not, that's one of the few movies of his. I just watched it once and I was like, yeah, it's okay. Then yeah, I, I saw it
0: on it. TV one time. The only memory I really have of that movie is – well, the scene where the kid gets abducted or whatever by the aliens. I also like how, like, there's those um, World War II, whatever, era men who were in the Bermuda Triangle. They just disappear and they show up and they haven't aged a day or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, Fun story. I remember I was pulling a tooth out while watching that movie and it had a big old cavity in it. So I was glad I got rid of it that night. But I was oh a kid. Man. All right. So then, um, yeah, he did Close Encounters. Um, oh, to... first time he got directed for Best Director, or he got nominated for Best Director of the Academy Awards. Was it really? Yeah, and actually, it was the same year that Star Wars came out, and George Lucas was also nominated.
1: Damn, that's impressive. Yeah. Wait, did he also do
0: Poltergeist? He produced Poltergeist. Produced. Okay. Um, then he made a movie with I know Dan Aykroyd was in it. I'm pretty sure he made a movie called 1941. It's a period war drama. Uh, ooh, written by Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale. Um, Starred Dan Aykroyd, Ned Beattie, John Belushi, that's who I thought it was. Um, haven't seen it. I just know it's a comedy and it didn't really make a whole lot of money. But. I never heard of it. Yeah. Um, however, um, let me see here. All right. So then, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, after 1941 in 1981. So 1941 came out in 79. And then, yeah, he teamed with uh, George Lucas, who was his friend. I don't remember how they met, but, um, they worked on Indiana Jones, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, which he directed. They got Harrison Ford who played Han Solo. Um, you know, that Magnum PI was the original casting thing oh. for Indiana Jones. No. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, P. Tom P. Selleck. God, no. Yeah. He was the original choice, but, uh, apparently biggest film at the box office in 81. Uh, he was nominated for best director again and best picture. Which you should um, have been. Yeah. And apparently it led to uh, Ford's casting in Blade Runner. But no, so Raiders of the Lost Ark. I, it's not my favorite Indiana Jones movie, but...
1: I really like the Indiana Jones movies. Temple of Doom was my favorite, though. Like, <sighs> Raiders, a, Raiders sp- was good, and The Last Crusade... Last Crusade is my favorite. I, I liked it, but Temple of Doom was much more funny and iconic for me. Like, the Kali moth thing, that was yeah. funny. And then I'm pretty sure Temple of Doom was the one, too, where they had the... The, the dude with the sword. Oh yeah, and he was just like, Whoa. and then him
0: Jones is like, what the hell? And then pulls a pistol out <laughs> and shoots him. No, no, that was in Raiders. Was that Raiders? Yeah, So oh. I thought you were talking about the part where he's on the bridge and he cuts it down. And
1: no, 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 they're in the middle of a desert, not not in the bridge. They're in the middle of a desert city. I think it's like yeah, a, that's
0: Raiders. Is
1: it Raiders? Yeah, that's
0: Raiders. Oh god, you know the reason they did that is because Harrison Ford was supposed to fight him, but he was sick, so he just fucking pulled out the gun.
1: I honestly thought that was Temple of Doom, but I do remember. The, the mine shaft in Temple of Doom.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like that scene. The Kali Mothing was definitely that was
1: another yeah. good one.
0: But anyway, um, yeah. So Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's all about uh, these Nazis trying to find the Ark of the Covenant and because they're trying to win World War II. Was it no? Was it World War Two? Sure. No, no. It was. It took place in the '30s, I think. It, so like the rise of Nazis in the '30s. Yeah,
1: but World War II would have been. The the
0: thirty nine, but mm-hmm. I think it takes mm-hmm. place in like thirty something. I don't know.
1: I thought it. I thought it was they were trying to end World War Two by like getting its power.
0: I, I don't know. That I mean, might have been it. I don't know. But, either um,
1: either way, if you can't remember. Either way, I mean, we'll
0: just rewatch it at some point. It later. was like I said. It's a good movie. It's got some iconic moments. You know, the whole uh, opening scene with the the boulder and uh, he's, he's like trying to replace the thing with the sack,
1: and then it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And then would um, you just give it already? Yeah. And then. And then the giant rock, and Mm -hmm. they're trying to run. He's using his whip, and I think that's awesome.
0: I like the – I can relate to Indiana Jones on that. I do not like snakes. So there you go. And then – Oh,
1: God. You know what else is iconic?
0: hmm. The scene
1: where he's like, start the engine. They're running all those tribes, and they're throwing spears at him.
0: Yeah. Um, So then, yeah. Then a year later, he went back to science fiction, did E.T., um, about a young boy, uh, who finds an alien who's been left behind on earth and they're trying to get him back home.
1: And because of that started the video game crisis.
0: Yeah. Can I just say, I, I know people love E.T. so much. I just, it freaked me out as a kid.
1: There, I had a teacher named Miss McHugh at mm-hmm. Hanley told us that she did not know cause she went to Disneyland and when they had the E.T. thing out and she didn't realize that, um, it could say your name. Mm-hmm. And when it said her, it said "Thanks for coming, Elizabeth." She freaked out, mm-hmm. and I was like, "It's not like <laughs> it's just a robot with a person who's controlling it. It's not. Yeah. It's not alive. It's not sentient." No,
0: it, it's just one of those movies. Like when the when the government shows up and they quarantine him, and they almost die at the end of the movie. That kind of freaked me out. But
1: the other, the only thing I thought was kind of funny was when they're in the like the obviously the most iconic where they're on the bicycle and it's oh yeah they over fly the over the moon. The music in
0: that is really, really good.
1: It really is. It's a good score. There's
0: a scene, there's a thing on YouTube where it's like the importance of John Williams. That's the scene where E.T. goes back on the spaceship or whatever. And like there's that somber music that's playing. And some guy just took the music out and it's just the most dead thing ever. And it's just like, you can just hear the footprints just like. And it's just really fucking funny. but. God. No, I, like I I don't love the movie. I know everyone says this is the best movie or some like some people say it, but it's I just never really it, cared. It's you know?
1: just because it's kid friendly. It is. That that is probably why they say it's his best movie. Yeah. Cuz it is it is all fun for all ages. It's yeah. a feel it's a
0: feel good movie. I guess I just it never really appealed to me.
1: Not me neither, but like I liked it when I was a kid.
0: That's fair. Um, then I think, yeah, between 82 and 85, he produced uh, three high-grossing movies. He did Poltergeist. Temple of Doom in 84, by uh, He did Twilight Zone, the movie, which he directed a segment of, and The Goonies. He did The Goonies? He, direct, well, he didn't direct The Goonies. But uh, he produced it. He produced it, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, he also produced... Um, okay, so in 84, he did Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which is a prequel to Raiders. Um, it... <laughs> fun fact uh because of that movie and gremlins which spielberg also produced that's why we have pg-13 because it's like it wasn't hard enough to be an r but it wasn't like as kid-friendly to be a straight-up pg so that's why you have pg-13 but nice uh temple of doom one thing i really hate about temple of doom is uh what's her name willie whatever the the female lead in that movie oh
1: a uh, not a sidekick but is
0: uh the girl
1: yeah the
0: girl and uh she screams that's his wife in real life that's Spielberg's wife in real life, Kate Capshaw.
1: Is it really? Yep.
0: Damn. I don't like that character. I love Marion Ravenwood. That I just oh man,
1: Temple to... of Doom, if I remember correctly, because I mean I love that one. It's been about four years since mm-hmm. I watched it. It Was twenty sixteen? Was that the one where they had the little Asian boy?
0: Uh, oh yeah, no Doctor John. I don't touch anything. Yeah, I mean, you just, yeah, that, yeah thing.
1: that that was that was Temple of Doom. Yeah, that's what I thought because I remember I was just like. I hated this character, and then I remember the uh, the um, Family Guy joke where they had it too.
0: Lady only here because she humping director. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. I, yeah, and then um. Yeah, Temple of Doom is not the best indie movie in my opinion. It's my favorite though. Yeah, no. It's super good. Um.
1: Temple of Doom is is the best.
0: No, I think. Uh, Last Crusade is better than Temple of Doom, but that's just my opinion.
1: But, I don't know, it's just... For me, it's just one of those kinds of things. I They're trying to find the Holy Grail, and it just wasn't my thing, because it's like... I mean, it's a
0: MacGuffin, but you know. Yeah, um, you
1: take the good and the bad, yeah, I
0: guess. I don't know, I mean, it is pretty dark, the whole child-slave thing in India, for why are they doing that again? It's just...
1: Wasn't it for... Uh,
0: I don't remember why they were doing it. I
1: but. Damn, I don't remember either.
0: Anyway. I'll, um, I'll re-
1: we'll re-watch it.
0: It's a pretty small movie, though, as opposed to, like, you as know, opposed, Last as Crusade and, Last
1: Crus- it, and uh, even
0: Raiders, because Raiders, they kind of went all over the place. So. Yeah,
1: so Temple of Doom was kind of small compared to those. Because it all just
0: takes place in, like, a small little area in India. Yeah. Except for the opening, which I think is in Shanghai or something yeah, the like openings, that.
1: Yeah, you know. the opening's in Shanghai. That's where we run into the little assistant yeah.
0: boy. Also, that movie where they get out of the plane and use a friggin' uh, the lifeboat thingy and of the or they survive is yeah. really stupid but yeah. you
1: know it does have some weird things but honestly i guess it's, since it's, they... it's just a movie where if i if i brought a girl over on a date i'll pop it in we have a good time watching it right. that kind of thing that, um, that's why like it's just it's a it's just one of those action movies where if you're not it's like gideon said the limp theory which is a, a now turn your
0: brain off and you'll like it yeah that,
1: that is that is the term i will use now mm-hmm. the limp theory if you turn All your right. brain off and you're like, you're going into it, just I just mm-hmm. want to watch a movie, you'll have a good time.
0: So uh next year in 1985, he did what people called um his successful four-way foray into the dramatic genre was Color Purple.
1: That one I have not watched it since the first time, but I, I remember seen it, but. it was it's a very good movie.
0: Is it it's
1: about a black family mm-hmm. and it's it's a very depressing. Um let me think.
0: Uh, oh, John Williams didn't do the music for it.
1: Did you ever watch the show Boondocks? Yes. They did an episode where they parodied it using Uncle Ruckus, mm-hmm. where he was an orphan and he was raised, here because he was his whole backstory was he was born he was white.
0: A, he was a white kid who and got who, the... had,
1: who had reverse vitiligo, which is where he went from white to black. Mm-hmm. And he was left on the doorstep of Mr. and... Um,
0: uh, Whatever, the, yeah. The
1: wife, um, and uh, Mister hated uh, Ru- Uncle Ruckus in mm-hmm. the show, and he always beat him for everything. Like it was so like there was a. Is a, that you know, basically
0: color purple? It just... It's
1: it's where it's like a it's like a family situation centered around that, but it's it's in an earlier time period, if I remember right. So
0: you say they because because it's... it's not it's not like because like okay, in, it takes place in nineteen oh nine in yeah, Georgia. Okay, yeah,
1: because like in Boondocks, it was like more you know set in like the. The, the 50s, 60s, where oh, it's like... Oh, jeez.
0: She had two kids from her, by her abusive... Oh, jeez.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a really dark movie. Mm. It's yeah. hard to watch, though, I will say, but it's a fantastic movie. I just thought the... The the problem is, if you watch the Boondocks version first, you'll think it's going to be like kind of funny, because it's like... Mm-hmm. Um, there's one where he, he walks in, he's like, did I just catch you having fun? And it just beats him mm-hmm. like across the face. And it's just like, that is so stupid, but if you go into it, Thinking it's gonna be something like that, where it's like, that ah, I just get you doing? You think it's fun? It's not. It's no. a really, it's a really dark. Well, yeah, it's
0: a parody. Well, yeah. well, well, the Boondocks thing's a parody, yeah, but,
1: but it's it's a great. But I, I recommend watching it. It's, it's pretty good. I need
0: to see it. Yeah, because apparently Oprah's in it. But um, yes, yeah, she is. Um. Okay. So in 1987, he shot the first American film in Shanghai since the 30s. Uh, he did Empire of the Sun. Christian Bale, uh, like a 13 year old, is in that movie. And um,
1: God, I don't haven't mean, seen
0: it. But I have not either. Um, I don't even know what it's about, but I just... I'm
1: imagining it's about Japan.
0: Yeah, something like that with, like, maybe World War II. Actually, no, I think... Okay, the more I think about it, I think I know it's about, like, a kid trying to find his parents in World War II or something like that. Something like that. Um, let me see here. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, goes from living in a wealthy British family in Shanghai to becomes a prisoner of war in World War II. Okay. Anyway. So next, we got uh, in 1989. He did Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which uh, again we kind of talked about already a little bit. But it's my favorite in Indiana Jones. It's a very simple plot. They're just trying to find the Holy Grail before the Nazis do. Um, Sean Connery plays his dad, which is really funny. Um,
1: yeah, seeing Sean Connery as the professor is always funny.
0: Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Harrison Ford and him got a good uh, got a good what's the word? Dynamic. I like the whole. No, no, it's just an adventure movie. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. It, it's it's simple. It has, it's kind of funny, like, at the end, especially like, pick the right cup.
0: Oh, yeah. He chose poorly. Yeah.
1: And it, it's funny. Like, it's I really like, like that, that
0: sequence where he actually goes into wherever it is, and he, like, has to, like, only the penitent man will pass, and he's, like, he bows before God and narrowly avoids the, um, the, the
1: beam a light or whatever
0: no it was the saw or something that would have cut his head uh, off oh
1: yeah
0: and then there was the um thing where he needs to spell jehovah in latin or something or no hebrew or latin something like that
1: it's in a uh, hebrew
0: or no i think it was latin because jehovah is hebrew
1: i thought he was in hebrew though
0: but i don't know
1: but you know it was also funny the Family Guy one where he was like, "How would you know it was that one?" Well, it says here Holy Grail, so I just said. No, it was, I
0: just I figured the coffee mug says Jesus on it, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah you know, it's, it's kind of obvious. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, um,
1: I don't think a regular show with that thing with a hat. It's uh,
0: it's a pretty good. Uh, I enjoy it, you know. Um, and then he does that whole thing where he just like steps out onto the the ledge and survives, you know. Did that happen? Well, yeah, it's like he, he had to have faith or something, and he... Uh, oh, yeah. Okay,
1: good. okay, I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. I, like I said, it's just that it's been a while since mm-hmm. I watched um, those movies.
0: Says in 89, he also did a movie with Richard Dreyfuss called Always, about a daredevil pilot who extinguishes forest fires. It's a romance movie. I haven't seen it. Um, 1991, he directed Hook about middle-aged Peter Pan, Robin Williams, who returns to Neverland to save his kids who have been kidnapped by Captain Hook. Played by Dustin Hoffman.
1: And everybody and their mother has seen Hook.
0: It's a pretty good movie. I
1: it, uh, I, I liked Robin Williams. And I, I like the concept of Peter Pan as him being him because it's like, it's perfect. He was made to be, Ro- to, Robin Williams was made to be Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I kind of, I...
0: It's a little dark here and
1: there, but... It, it really is because it's like when they tell you about Hook's hand. Mm-hmm. It, it's like... Dustin he, Hoffman
0: plays a good Hook.
1: He really does.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know why they called it Hook, but, um, I
1: I think they were trying to, to, it was probably some underlying theme of everybody has to grow up, even Captain Hook, Mm -hmm. whether you like it or not.
0: Or even Peter, yeah. Um, I did like the whole, um, oh God, what am I thinking of? I don't know, just the whole themes of that movie, and Robin Williams has a good performance. And I mean, it's not especially one of steelberg's best, but it's definitely good, you know. But uh, and then so then in '93, I believe, which one came out first? Hold on, once. Okay, you know what? Yeah. Okay, in '93, he did two very successful movies. You want to guess what those movies were?
1: Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan.
0: Nope. No? No, this came out in, like two movies in 93. You got one of them. Schindler's List. What was the other big one in 93 he did? Oh. Give you a hint. Special effects. G- CGI. I'm
1: thinking it was filmography. Oh, damn it. I'll just... Dress, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, you had it. Jurassic Park. Yeah. That's right. That's right, because we were talking about those were one of his big movies. God, that I think was like the third movie of his I would seen, and I happened to see it mm-hmm. on TV with my parents back in like when I was like eight or nine, and That's I remember because when we we turned onto it, it was the scene where they were in the little car and it was flipped over and the T Rex on top of it biting oh, yeah, into it.
0: See, my thing with Jurassic Park is I understand why a lot of people like it because it was like, oh hey, it's dinosaurs. But the thing is, dinosaurs have never really interested me. You know what I mean? And I think it's kind of a stale movie, but that's just my opinion. I know people love it, and the CGI is really good. I just I don't really care that much, you know? Yeah. But, you know, Jeff Goldblum.
1: That's true, and nature will find a way. Yeah. Or
0: life finds a way. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's not bad. But then also, while he was doing post-production on Jurassic Park, he did, um, I believe George Lucas, he gave George Lucas the uh, post-production duties because he went and did uh, Schindler's List, while Jurassic Park was in post production, and we can talk about Schindler's List for a while because, God, it's a hard movie to watch. It's basically about Oscar Schindler, who was a Nazi in the you know World War II era, um, who just wanted to exploit Jewish labor by having Jews work for his um his whatever it was steel company or whatever steel factory, you know during World War II. Right, I think so. Yeah, and um, then as he realizes what the Nazis are doing and how horrible they are, he actually tries to get more people to work for him. Yeah, he was he was a very wealthy businessman. Yeah,
1: Oscar Schindler was wealthy because it was Lee- Liam ne- No, Liam Neeson. He didn't run a steel factory here in a, um, pr- a munitions factory. Cause yes, was, yes. Because he was like, make sure the bullets don't work.
0: Mm-hmm. But no, and my, what I'm saying is he um, he basically used all his money to cover all the costs just so he could have Jewish people be there. Saved and, and their he, lives, he, yeah,
1: and, and, and the end of the movie because like it, a lot of it though, like I said, the reason why I, I it's my favorite of his movies. Mm-hmm.
0: Is that ending scene is just beautiful.
1: It is beautiful. It's it's he's giving the speech about I wish I could have saved more, but they're like you saved six hundred lives. I think it was more like eight or nine hundred. I thought it was
0: like six. I, I but, but anyway, he
1: saved nearly mm-hmm. a thousand lives, and we're like, you have saved countless people. Do not feel bad. You tried for what mm-hmm. you could do. And, and, and the, the other whole, thing he's was, like the one scene that really got me was when they were going through the apartment buildings and they were shooting people. Mm-hmm. The guy that was playing um, the piano, and he was like, Mozart? And he was, or he said something like that. Or no, he's playing, and they were trying to like figure out who he was playing. He's like, he's playing Mozart? And they're like, no, he's playing blah, blah, blah. And they're going around, these people, you see like the, the bullets going off and all that. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, sorry, the, he saved about roughly 1,200 Jews.
1: 1,200? 1, oh, okay. yeah. wow, we were both wrong. But still, regardless, um, it, it was a real life story. It was a fantastic movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, it
0: Rafe Fines uh, plays Amon Goth, who's the uh, he was like the leader of a concentration camp. That, he, he was, plays a good asshole in that movie.
1: Oh, my God. The best scene is the one where he is sitting on his porch shirtless with the gun. He's, like, flexing. with the, And he like, just starts shooting And he, he just put, he puts a cigarette, and he shoots that that woman who's sitting on the step. And then mm-hmm. he, like, does a trick with a cigarette in his mouth. Like, Family Guy, they did a really good um, interpretation of it. Because they did the exact same thing with Mort. Mm-hmm. Um, where he was, like, of their didn't trust each other anymore because of the trophy thing. Mm-hmm. And he has the gun around it. He's like flexing. He's like putting it on his shoulders, yeah. moving around, twisting. It's just like, a, he, it was
0: so dark. There, there's also the scene where, um, I don't know what the, con. I I, I forget the context, but like there's the the Jews that are all on the train and they're just sitting there. It's super hot. And meanwhile, they're out in shade, you know, and having water. And then, so I think Schindler gets them to spray the water on them. And he's like, no, don't do that. You're giving them hope. And it's just like, God.
1: The other scene that is really stands out to me is the one where before Oscar hired him as a secretary, they three Nazis pulled him out and the guy pulled out his handgun, tried to shoot him in the head, and mm-hmm. it didn't work, so he cocked it, tried to shoot, cocked it, tried to shoot him, cocked it and then mm-hmm. eventually just beat him over the head with it. Oh God. Like that was another good one, but it is like I said, it is like silence Martin scorsese movie for me, where it's just it's hard to watch a second time. Mm-hmm.
0: It really is. But it's a really good movie. I, and I love so how he shoots it in like a documentary style where well, he...
1: It's like one of those things that leaves you spacious. And it's
0: all in black and white except for one color of red. It's on the girl. The,
1: the, her jacket.
0: Yeah. And God, it's just... It, it's, it, it's, I like how he just shows brutally, you know, these people and what they did yeah, in World and, War II. And it's and just... And
1: the, the real sad fact is it's like it's a true story. Mm-hmm. That's what's really sad because like when you see the bodies going up the... Uh, uh, what do you call it? The... uh little thing that i call it a coal dump because they put it on it dumps mm-hmm. in because it goes up and dumps uh where they're doing that to the uh pits where the fire was i was like damn that's
0: dark yeah it's it's a really tough movie to watch but it's really good so god yeah um and he won best director and it won best picture
1: yeah and it, as deservedly so
0: yeah i'm trying to think who um I'm trying to think who won Best Actor that year because It wasn't Liam Neeson, unfortunately. Um, I can't remember. I'm trying to remember who won Best Actor in '93. Oh, Tom Hanks for Philadelphia. Oh yeah, know. but
1: I forgot Philadelphia was a movie.
0: Yeah, but no, it, Schindler's List is like Spielberg's best, if not one of his best. Uh, definitely his like top five at least. Anyway, so then he um '94 he took a hiatus to spend more money, you know. Sorry, spend more time with his family, build his new studio, DreamWorks. Um, and, okay, so the 96, he directed Jurassic Park, The Lost World. Um, I've seen it. It's okay. Don't really care about it. Just be honest. It's not. It's
1: not. It's kind of dumb, not necessary for me.
0: Uh, apparently, it was the second biggest film in 97, though, behind Titanic, which is you know, interesting. But you would have thought. Yeah, I mean.
1: Well, I think it's, it's like, well, it's Jurassic Park again. You know, it's like this Titanic's kind of different.
0: Yeah, um, it had Vince Vaughn before his uh, comedy era. He was like, I'm trying to be a serious actor. So I mean,
1: he does do um, recently Vince Vaughn. He did um cell. Hacksaw uh, Ridge. No, no, not that. Um, uh,
0: something st- concrete.
1: Something. No, something about cell block. Something. Where uh, okay, yeah, her. yeah. Oh my god, it was so good.
0: Um, so then he also did Amistad, which was about an African slave rebellion. I believe Is that it's... what it was called? Amistad? Amistad?
1: I have not watched or heard of it. I haven't
0: seen it, but apparently it's about 1839, uh, the slave ship Amistad, which uh, these African tribesmen abducted their slave... Oh, they were abducted for the slave trade. They managed to gain control of the ship off the coast of Cuba, Cuba, which um, international legal battle was followed followed their capture by the, the Washington, which was a U.S. revenue cutter and the case was ultimately resolved in the Supreme Court. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's in it, Morgan Freeman, a- uh, Anthony Hopkins, and Hansu. Nice. Um, haven't seen it, but, you know, I've heard it's really good. Um, yeah. And then... Let me see here. 98. What was his big movie in
1: 98? 1998?
0: That was second program. of Yep. It's... Yeah.
1: Because it is considered to be one of the best war movies ever because, I mean, I remember something I read where he had a screening for World War II veterans because by that point, they most of them were, like, in their
0: 70s. It would have been 50 years or 50-something years after. Yeah, so, so assuming that a lot of World War II veterans were in their 20s in yeah, so the 40s. So
1: Yeah, like 70s, 80s. So, But for, like, some of them, it, said it gave them PTSD because mm-hmm. it was so realistic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I, that opening scene of just D-Day.
1: Oh my God, that I was not expecting when I first watched it. because it's, it's it's like they're calling it's they're vomiting and then because um, like before I watched it, I played Conqueror's mm-hmm. Bad Fur Day, and they did a parody of mm-hmm. that opening scene in Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, and I was like, wonder where this is from, and obviously, and then I found out it was from a movie called Saving Private Ryan. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder what this movie is, and so I watched it, and. Uh, I was like, God! I wasn't expecting that.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, God, it was. Uh.
1: Especially when the the door went down that they were seeing gunned down in the boat, and they're oh, trying yeah. to leave, and they're just like like marching, they're just getting yep. shot.
0: I like the the whole point of the movie is that they're trying to save, you know. So yeah, they're trying to save Matt Damon, who his brothers were. Um, his brothers were killed in combat. He was the only one left. So I guess the law at the time was, "Hey, we got to send this guy back, so that way."
1: And then, but then they realized we can't get to him, so we have to send a squad in.
0: Mm-hmm. So go they go. don't know where he is. So they have to go to like France or something, or they, they, were, they have to they, travel through they, France. They, were, or something. they have to
1: travel through France because after D Day had happened, a lot of these squads got separated, which mm-hmm. which did happen, and they even mentioned it, abandoned brothers. But um, what they had to go find this guy. And they are like, We believe that his squad was moved to like northern well, and, France or and something. The and then they're like, Well, we have to go up there and get him.
0: So, what I'm saying is, the point of the movie is they're trying to get Matt Damon, right? One guy they're trying to save. And in the process, like half the people who go to, to save him are dying. And so, like, well, well, it's of, the moral dilemma. Why are we risking all these people to well, save one guy?
1: Well, one of them was preventable.
0: Uh, if you remember right, which, I've seen it. They're fighting.
1: They were fighting the German guy with a knife. And oh the other yeah, guys, that guy. Yeah, he, and the, and the that, coward didn't shoot him. That was that, that for me because like he was the same guy they let go at, mm-hmm. a, in a bunker.
0: Oh and, yeah, so yeah. And They
1: let him go, and then he came. He went back, and he started fighting, and he he stabbed another guy to death after mm-hmm. a knife fight. And he's like, Shh. and then the, he see the German guy sees the guy who let him go, and he's a coward, and he just walks away and leaves him. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just glad though they ended up killing the German guy. Yeah. Later on, I'm glad. They well, shot and then him the at. whole
0: thing with Tom Hanks with uh, I think that's a great Tom Hanks performance. He yeah. uh, especially at the end. Oh yeah, where
1: he's shooting the tank with his handgun.
0: Well, yeah, it's like they're all basically trying to stop the German invasion of this one town in France, and um, he uh, basically is about to die, so he's just shooting at the, um,
1: the tank. The losing. tank. What, what is it? Not And then finally, when
0: yeah, the U.S. comes to save them, he kind of is dying, and he tells you know. Matt Damon Private Ryan's right? like you yeah, know earn this
1: yeah li- li- live, live a full life like live a life I would have been proud of mm-hmm. and like that and like. And then at the end
0: of the movie you see you an adult see Matt a, he, or you see an elderly Matt Damon and he starts crying like I hope over, I deserve he, this
1: yeah he, he he at first before the, the opening scene you see him, they're an old man it's like it's like it says like 1990 something yeah and then I think it was like 96 is what it said mm-hmm. and he walks over to a, a headstone he falls down on his hands and knees mm-hmm. and then they go through the entire movie and mm-hmm. then at the end, and he says, I, I think he's fight. at Tom
0: Hanks grave, right? Yeah. he's yeah.
1: at Tom Hanks grave. And he says, I hope he made you proud. And then it cuts up to, he's like, to I t- brought my his, family. His, to Tom yeah. Hanks, name, the, the guy, the mm-hmm. lieutenant he was playing. And it says like, like uh 21 to 45 or something mm-hmm. like that. Or no, I think he was in the,
0: he was in his 40s or something. Oh yeah. yeah. So it
1: was, like, it was like probably like 1908 or something mm-hmm. like that. But anyway, it shows his headstone to 45 mm-hmm. and like his family, who was this guy? Like mm-hmm. what's going on here? And he, t- and he's like, I'll tell you later,
0: mm-hmm. but he he kind of just goes. You know, I hope I did enough. To, I, you know, I brought it, yeah, my family. Major, you know, I a crowd. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a hard movie to watch, but it's really good. Yeah,
1: it's it's fantastic.
0: Um, I'm trying to think what else then. Um, that followed up with Band of Brothers, which was kind of a related thing.
1: Like but. I said, it is my favorite show. There is character development. There are people you get attached to they do interviews with the actual people. Like before he ended up very died uh, several years ago, Dick Winters, who was the guy in there, um, he's the main character and you get really attached to him, honestly. Cause like he was like saying he's like, cause he only shot his weapon um, once. He will he discharged it a few times, but only used his weapon one time throughout the mm-hmm. entire series. And it was, he felt because he felt bad about it because what he did was he had his squad run up a hill. They had a capture position mm-hmm. early in the morning and he runs up and there's this German teenager that mm-hmm. gets up, like, you know, is on his knees because he just woke up. And he looks mm-hmm. over and he sees him and then he points his gun and he shoots him dead. Mm-hmm. And then him and the rest of the squad start gunning down on these Germans. And he's like, that is the only time I've ever fired my weapon. And, and mm-hmm. that's the only time he ever shoots it, too. Mm-hmm. He doesn't kill another person. Jeez. Even in the Bastogne episode, he doesn't mm-hmm. kill anybody. And honest yeah. to God, it is, it's a great show. I love it, and Dick Winters, the guy, like I said before, he passed away. His stories, they were just,
0: mm-hmm.
1: everybody. Because well, it was based off
0: a true. It was based off, right? yeah.
1: And Stephen Ambrose wrote the book. And um, apparently, at the end of the war, uh, Winters gave a speech uh, because in the series it mentions how he's like, "I prayed to God if I make it through this war, I'm just going to settle down on a farm somewhere." Mm-hmm. Which he did. He, I think, he went to Korea though because he had to. I think. And after that, he settled on a peanut farm in, in Pennsylvania. Didn't do anything else for the rest of his life. And he said, like, what was it? Uh, I'm not the hero. The real heroes are buried over there because mm-hmm. they're at uh, Arlington. And it, it was just, it was, a, it was a good show, honest to God. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. show. I recommend It's well, on Hulu now if you want to watch it. I'm
0: going to have to watch it. Well, let's not spend too much time yeah. on it just because, you know, Spielberg didn't direct it. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen parts of it. It's really
1: good. Yeah, it's really but, good, especially Which the might... scene
0: where they they liberate the concentration camp and there's oh this... that
1: was hard because they're like, why are you all here? He's like, who are you people? It's like, you know, we're artisans, mm-hmm. we're, we're we're shop owners and doctors. Like, and so then they bring they, the guy out
0: who looks like basically a zombie yeah, or something. He's still alive. Help him.
1: Yeah, was like his, his, his dad or something. Like, well, yeah. what was your crime? And they're like, but, he's like, as like, Jews, Jews, yeah. Jews, and he's like, oh God.
0: Anyway, um, so then in two thousand one, he did he finished. Uh, Kubrick's final project was called AI, artificial intelligence. Um,
1: that, I heard it, but I didn't watch it.
0: It's It's got groundbreaking special effects, it says here. But it's just like, I've, I've seen reviews of it, and I've seen clips of it. It just doesn't look very interesting. It's just about Haley Osmond's a robot who wants to find love. That's it.
1: Uh, yeah, that sounds like literally all every mm-hmm. other movie, like Walking like Phoenix is her, where he falls on the phone. Sounds like that.
0: Yeah, and then he also did a movie called Minority Report. Didn't see it.
1: I've heard of it. I think that's the one, if I remember correctly, where they have an AI that can predict crime before it happens.
0: Oh, yeah. It says he plays a, a guy uh, who has been foreseen to murder a man he's not even met yet.
1: So, yeah, yeah, and he's trying to, to make sure it doesn't happen. Hmm. Um,
0: it's a good
1: movie.
0: And then also he did, in 2002, Catch Me If You Can, uh, Leo is, DiCaprio. Yeah. We, I've seen it. Um, it's okay. About Basically, Leo DiCaprio is a guy who just leaves home and basically becomes an, a master con artist. So I've seen it. It's good. Got Tom Hanks, you know, um, then he also in 2004, have you seen the terminal with Tom Hanks? I- That's a one that it's not, it's a, it's a one of my like personal favorite Spielberg movies. This is about Tom Hanks. He plays a guy who like is from Eastern or Western. Europe. I think it's, he's from Russia, I think. Mm. And, um, or no, he's from some country. And he lands in JFK because he's trying to go um, get an autograph or something for his dead dad by some jazz musician at some club in New York City, right? So he goes to he goes to Kennedy or whatever, LaGuardia, one of those airports. I think, mm-hmm. it's, Can- I think it's Kennedy, um, which we've been to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, Unfortunately, but anyway. Yeah, and then um, he um, there's some kind of conflict going on in his home country, so they won't let him out of the airport so he has to stay in the airport and I think it's like months he has to stay in there. So he basically just, he, um, learns how to, he basically becomes friends with everyone. And he, there's this great scene where he like returns all those little, um, you know, those, uh, those little, uh, push things for your luggage, you know, those little cart thingies and he gets a back, and he uses all those cores to buy Burger King or something. Um, he helps people fall in love and he helps a guy propose to this one girl and it's just a heart-rowing movie, and he falls in love with... I have
1: seen that, and that makes me sad, because that sounds like a good movie. It is a good
0: movie. I mean, like I said, it's not his best movie, but it's a personal favorite of mine, you know? Um, Tom Hanks does a good job, and yeah. Um, then he did, in 2005, two movies, uh, War of the Worlds. You've seen it. I don't care to see it. It is but
1: shameless, and the book was better.
0: I just don't care about Tom Cruise, so...
1: Yeah, the other thing that sucks was I went into it. Unlike Limp Bizkit, I went into it because I read the book, mm-hmm. and the basically the end of the book said, um, it, "the way they beat the aliens was sneezing." They gave, yeah. they gave them, they germs, yeah. and they didn't know that.
0: Which isn't as dumb as like signs where it's like, "Oh, the planet's like seventy five percent water. Let's go to that planet where we get killed by water."
1: Yeah, because like, so, it's like they didn't. Like, it's like yeah, that makes sense because they don't know what germs are because they yeah. don't.
0: Yeah, they
1: they never been to our planet. And I also so,
0: just real quick in Science I love the part where Joaquin Phoenix is watching the video of the alien and he sees all the Mexicans he's like Vamanos vominos, kid and I, just, I think it's funny but anyway <laughs>
1: uh, but uh oh, anyway, the end of the book they, they, they say like it was kind of strange she counted me and I counted her among the dead mm-hmm. and that's how the book ends well they see each other if I remember correctly they look at each other and then it cuts to black
0: who uh, him and his daughter
1: H- yeah yeah, I think it was his daughter, or was his yeah, wife?
0: I, I don't really. No, I think
1: no, it was his wife. I think his ex-wife or his wife, one of them. But I think, I think it was one of those two. I don't think it was his daughter. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, yeah, it cuts to black. and I'm just like, lame. Yeah. No 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 closure. Okay.
0: Um, then he also did a movie called Munich, which is about the 72 Munich massacre of Aurelia, Israeli athletes uh, yeah, at the Olympics. Uh,
1: yeah, I remember that. That was a good movie too. I've seen was there, it, but heard it was really about, good. I think it was about the. Uh, the commandos that tried to go stop it, if I remember right.
0: Um, it's no, it's uh the ones who try to get re- uh revenge. revenge. They, oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. They
1: didn't want to stop. It. They wanted their revenge
0: because mm-hmm. I
1: remember one scene they were running through a desert. Mm-hmm. I remember that one scene.
0: Um, I haven't seen it, but I mean, I heard it's really good. It's got Eric Bana and I think who else is in it. Um, come on, load. <laughs> oh, Daniel Craig's in it. Okay, that's who I thought. But, you know, um, I've heard it's good. I've seen it. Uh, then he did Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Did not...
1: <sighs> that, I don't hate I, it,
0: but it's certainly not good.
1: South Park said it best. That was a rape of Indiana Jones.
0: But
1: Aliens don't dude, belong only, in an Indiana Jones movie. The only thing that made me uncomfortable
0: mm-hmm.
1: was the red ants.
0: They were like, oh, yeah. yeah,
1: that was like...
0: I mean, it makes sense that, like, you know, set in the 50s, which is like 20 years after the last one, and... Oh, there's the, you know, they're fighting the Soviet Union now. That, that makes sense. That's a good setup. But I think that was one of those movies that George Lucas really wanted to have a lot of the writing with. Because I, I remember watching a documentary about the movie behind the scenes where, where he's like, George Lucas had all these ideas and Spielberg's like, yeah, whatever. It was
1: kind of weird because the, the crystal skull reminded me of a xenomorph.
0: Yeah, you know it does. It really yeah.
1: did. And then, like like I said, the, the giant ants made me uncomfortable. That's mm-hmm. about it. And, and also that really, that Russian bitch.
0: Oh yeah, Ivana, slack off, whatever.
1: Oh yeah, I hated her.
0: But I mean, she was the antagonist. Oh yeah, what'd you think of um, Shia LaBeouf as his son?
1: Terrible, terrible choice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, the scene where he survives a nuclear blast by hiding in a fridge,
1: and then he uh, he just like blasted like fifty miles away. He's like, oh, he just walks it off. Yeah, Yeah, in real life, your bones would be broken. You mm-hmm. would be dead. Your neck. Would he have might have
0: survived the blast, but he would have. He
1: would never have been able to walk.
0: Survived. Out. At, yeah.
1: His, your legs would have been broken. Your arms and your neck definitely, but like, yeah. No, you would not have been able to get out.
0: Yeah, the that whole scene is just kind of dumb. But I mean, I remember it was the first uh, Indiana Jones, or I saw it in theaters. It was good. Um, he did in 2011. He does a lot of movies where he does two movies in the same year. Um, yeah. He did, in 2011, he did The Adventures of Tintin. I didn't and, see it. And he also
1: did Racehorse. Yeah, yeah uh, no, not Warhorse. Horse, not Racehorse, yeah. Warhorse. The World War One movie, which I got to see later on in life. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I wasn't a fan.
0: I didn't like, it was see good. it. I didn't see it. It looks like one of the movies that's just like kind of sappy, because like, animals you want, you know. But uh, Tintin, uh, motion capture film, they were supposed to make three of them, where it was basically him and Peter Jackson working on it. So he directed the first one, then the second one was supposed to be directed by Peter Jackson, the third one was going to be directed by both of them, right? Hmm. But I guess they just never made another one, so. Anyway. Um, and then, what do we got? Okay, 2012, Danny Day-Lewis, Lincoln.
1: That was... That's, one of, my favorite,
0: that's one of my favorite Spielberg movies. It's so it, well it, done.
1: It's... It's kind of boring though, but it is fun. It's for your history person. It's a great movie.
0: He should have won best director for that movie because I think Ang Lee got it for um, Life of Pi, but he did
1: left by one.
0: Yeah, but I really think Lincoln. He deserved, he deserved it. it. He deserved best director for Lincoln because it's a period movie and it's all about him trying to get the Thirteenth Amendment passed before the you know before end of the, the Civil war can war.
1: happen, and then. And it's not
0: really a biography on Lincoln. It's just about how him trying to get the 13th Amendment passed before the end of the war. And,
1: yeah. And, it's, and he's
0: basically like, hey, if, you want to re- if you're want if you going to rejoin the Union, we're going to defeat you. Slavery is not going to be a thing. Yeah. Because he's like... He's trying to articulate... It's going
1: through his pro- the, re- the pre-Reconstruction era process of we need to fix everything from this war. Here's what we demand as the victors because we did win... And you have to accept this, and he has to negotiate with these people, Um, and it's just going through that entire process of because he was like,
0: like, "We're we're going to reunite the union, but we need to make sure that the Thirteenth Amendment has passed before that, so that way when they come back, it's already established law that slavery is no longer allowed in the United States." And it's just,
1: it's a good movie. It's very long, but Um, it, it doesn't
0: feel long though.
1: Yeah, I know. That's a, it's like two and a half hours, isn't
0: it? I think I remember getting extra credit for. I was I was a junior in high school. I think we had extra credit if we went and saw that movie because I yeah. was in U.S. history. And
1: I remember there was a crack in a and Seth Rogen movie where um, they were like, "It was there." I think it was the make a porno where it's like you did the full Lincoln because <laughs> they were like talking. about... <laughs>
0: well, that movie came out like four years before Lincoln, though.
1: Yeah, no. So that's oh no, wait. I'm thinking of um the one where they have um. They make a porno on an iPad and it's uploaded to the cloud. That's,
0: that's sex tape. That's not a Se- real movie. That's
1: I thought that was Roman. No, Cameron
0: Diaz and um.
1: But then who made that? Oh, it was the bald guy from um, Hot the Time Machine, the one who who gets real rich. You don't we'll talk. Get about off topic. That's that get back that on topic. That's what I'm thinking of. Who but says anyway. he did the full Lincoln?
0: Um, so yeah, then yeah, Lincoln was really good. I'm Trying to think what else he did. Um, says here he was supposed to direct American Sniper, but he didn't. Uh, 2015, Bridge of Spies, another one of my personal favorites. I really, uh, I
1: saw that in theaters. And I did I too. Loved
0: it. I think the Coen Brothers wrote that movie. They, they did didn't really? direct it, but yeah, it's basically about a guy who um, it's during the Cold War,
1: and and there's a guy who's a spy, and then they go, they
0: capture him, and then Tom Hanks is like, hey, we need to keep or somebody said we need so, to keep him alive. Said, someone
1: says we have to keep him alive, but there's a lynch mob outside. They want to kill this man because he's a spy, and they're like, well, okay, well, I think well, the deal he has, was he he, re-
0: has, he represented him he in the
1: court because he was a he was a um a insurance lawyer. Mm-hmm. So, and they, and no one would take this guy's case. hmm He eventually took the case. Because he back. had to have a court-appointed lawyer. And, yeah. And yeah. Everybody hated him mm-hmm. for taking it. And then eventually, I think there was a spy exchange where they yeah, exchanged to capture. Then Americans.
0: the United States had two of their, no, had one guy got shot down over Russia and he was captured. So, like, okay, well, we can use this guy as leverage. Oh, and let's also try to get another guy that we have captured over there back. And it's kind of a whole movie. There's a lot of tension, but there's no, you know, no yeah. blood or anything no it, it's
1: it's very light on the violence
0: but it's, it's, a, a, very it's a really good movie. good movie it's tension
1: yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very um, Hitchcockian
0: R- Mark Rylance won best supporting actor he plays the the you know, Russian spy mm. I personally thought Celeste Stallone should have got it for Creed that year but that's just me I and mean, yeah Creed was he was nominated but
1: Creed was a much better movie
0: anyway because I remember um,
1: watching that Thanksgiving
0: then he did uh, the BFG big fucking giant yeah big yeah. friendly giant I know uh, I, I I enjoyed it. I watched it twice. The only thing, because I know we were in the theater when it ha- came out. Cause that, I just remember the, seeing the end credits. That was it.
1: <laughs> I The only reason I saw it was because I wanted to go see The Purge because I knew it was going to be bad. Because mm-hmm. I was like, this is going to be the most political movie. Well, I asked uh, Daryl if I'd go see The Purge. He has said no because the theater was packed. The well, entire thing sold out in Theater uh, 10. No, not 10. Um, The one as he turned the corner to the left. What was that? Theater 9? Theater like, you go in the second hallway, the first theater there on the left. Six. Six. Yeah. That one was all sold out.
0: Oh, God.
1: So, he said, you can go see the BFG. Mm-hmm. So, me, Elliot, and Elliot's friend went and watched it. And I was like, I really enjoyed this movie. And then, eventually, I went and saw it again with Josh and Jessica. Yeah.
0: I mean, is it any good? I haven't seen it. I've I, I
1: thought it. it was cute. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was funny. I thought the animation was good. Um... It's a, it's a it's a kid's movie, but it's like it's a heartwarming movie. i mm-hmm. I got to watch it.
0: Um, and then he directed in 2017 uh, The Post with Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep about the Pentagon Papers.
1: That I did not see, but I remember seeing it, the posters, but by the time I went to go see it, it was gone. Yeah. It was only in our theater for like a week.
0: It was one of those movies, bless you, it was one of those movies, um, yeah, that it kind of just was an awards movie, but it didn't make a whole lot of money. Yeah. Then he did in 2018, uh, or no, was it 2018? Yeah um ready player one which i took you to see right yes you did um we saw it in (sighs) theaters together god bless you you good you are lisa that's his mom everybody she's sneezing a lot anyway yeah um and then yeah so ready player one
1: that was the most 80s 80s movie (laughs) that was more 80s than that was more 80s than um stranger things
0: yeah oh my god by a mile it's it's a really good movie. I mean, it's it's kind of just one of those like if you're a gamer, you're really gonna get into it. I don't think if you really like video games, you're gonna really well, care. Because... Yeah, but
1: anyway, <laughs> uh, because um, it, it, it's it's about that um, the Japanese guy, the developer, that they were trying to figure out his whole thing because he created
0: this giant system. It thing. wasn't a Japanese guy, but I thought he was. No, Mark Rylance he created the game him inside they created the game and basically the whole thing is like if you find the easter eggs if you complete all these easter eggs and get me whatever then you can basically have control of the whole world his whole
1: story was just like so typical though that's the thing I didn't like because like Daryl told me he read the book and he loved it I Mm -hmm. haven't read the book yet but the
0: book or the movie he loved he loved the book okay
1: but I remember thinking this was just some nerd guy in the 80s he was bullied a lot. He was awkward. He mm-hmm. was geeky. You know, he had like the, the the um the you know weird uh Van Halen shirts and like mm-hmm. the those um pop those uh, button shirts over it. So he had the the skinny jeans and the Vans or the canvas shoes rather. And it's just like you are just the typical kind. Of, for me, it was just like, dude. So okay, so it's a nerd bullied, made a video game because he couldn't he was not accepted in the real world. Mm-hmm. And then for me it was just like that's that's a lot of these 80 stories, you know, that are set yeah. around that time period. Um, because it's like that 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 these are the people well, yeah that that are like the ones that do something for I think for that
0: That's his last movie that's been released, right? I think Cause that is because he's, he's doing another one he's something. doing West Side Story. Yep. Which should I hate West Side up? Story, but it's coming out this, this year? year in 2018. Or yeah, sorry, 2020 uh, December 18th is what I meant to say.
1: Oh, it's coming in December. I thought they pushed it back to. September I
0: don't know. I don't know if it's going to go straight to Disney Plus or what. But Disney's making it. We'll so. see
1: what happens because I mean, the pandemic might be slowed, but we never mm-hmm. know. So we'll see.
0: Um. He also Indiana Jones Five is coming out, but he's not directing it. It's going to be directed by the guy who did Logan. Uh, what's his name? James Mangold. They're doing. They're doing another one. Yeah. So. Those are all his movies, but let's uh, let's talk real quick to wrap this up. What's what are some of your favorite Spielberg movies? Because I, I kind of went over them, but I'd say my top three are probably Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, and Lincoln, and then Terminal and Ready Player One, probably the next two. Um, or you know what? I think I like Last Crusade better than the Terminal and Ready Player One. But mm. they- well, like I told you,
1: Schindler's List, obviously that's tops. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked. I did like Jaws. I liked Temple of Doom, obviously. It's my favorite mm-hmm. Indiana Jones movie.
0: Um, so like, let's just take a second and do top five. Because for me, my top one is Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. Probably number two is Saving Private Ryan. Number three is probably uh, Lincoln. Number four is probably Last Crusade. And number five is probably either The Terminal or Ready Player One.
1: For me, um, my number one is also Schindler's List.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Number two would have to be Temple of Doom. Okay followed by Jaws, followed by uh, Color Purple, and then lastly, uh, Bridge of
0: Spies. Yeah. Those those are pretty good. Um, like what, I said,
1: I only watched Color Purple once, but I remember mm-hmm. it was really hard.
0: So what do you think? I mean, it kind of just comes down to what makes a movie good anyway. I think Spielberg just makes good characters and really just makes I stories think, relatable. Like with,
1: I think it's the he, way that he... His, not just the score, but just the way he articulates his characters Mm -hmm. because he makes them relatable because even though like oscar schindler Mm -hmm. he was empathetic he was emotional Mm -hmm. he he was just a guy where it's like you feel because he's trying he makes
0: movies real and he makes you relate to them because of how real they are you know yes exactly you know because like saving private ryan it's like would you go and risk your life to save one guy you know yeah and he makes he makes you like and then the whole like the way he shot Schindler's List as a documentary and, and and all black and white. Mm-hmm. Except and for the, and going the back room. to like E. T., it's like you know it's everyone remembers having an imaginary friend as a kid, you know. And um, he he's just he does he creates like a sense of magic. Yeah,
1: and it's just it's so good even now. Like I honestly an adventure. Me, yeah,
0: because Indiana Jones is all about he, adventure. He's, he's
1: one of the best directors of all time. Like he's yeah. up there for me with with Alfred Hitchcock and with William Wyler. Because mm-hmm. those two are my two of my favorites. I yeah. love them. But because like even though I've not a lot of people watch old movies and stuff, I get that. But um, Spielberg, he ins- it was inspired by uh Hitchcock. I don't know about Weiler,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I know it was definitely by Hitchcock. And it, it shows in some of his
0: movies. Yeah, no, it um even even um Kubrick, because yeah, he he liked um I think you could probably compare it's kind of like comparing apples to oranges but you could probably compare 19 or sorry 2001 to like close encounters or something like that. Yeah, you could do
1: that. I can see I that. I mean they're both like
0: slow science fiction movies about, you know. I mean we
1: know they're different stories but like the the, the thing is like just the the mood.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Very slow, very ener- not very energetic but mm-hmm. it's a build up to something that makes you
0: think. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, like you said, he's kind of, he is the Leo DiCaprio of directors, where, like, if you can't name a director, you'll name Steven Spielberg. Because yeah. everybody, is, his movies are iconic. Yeah. I mean, even the ones I don't really like, like Jurassic Park and E.T. or some yeah. of the, like, my, I think my, E.T. Like was my... the highest grossing film in the world for years, and then Jurassic Park was, and then.
1: And now, and, and then it, well, I think, then it was, um, Avatar.
0: No, Titanic, and no, then. Titanic, Avatar, yeah.
1: Titanic, then Avatar, and now Endgame. Yeah. But, and, um,. Yeah, it, my stepmom. She Jurassic Park is her favorite movie, and and yeah. I and I can see that because that's like a lot of people are like, oh my god, Jurassic Park, oh my god, uh, Saving Private Ryan. Like I mean, they, he's done they, a lot for special effects too. He's done like, a lot for that. He's done a lot for the film industry in general. Because mm-hmm. without him, I don't think it'd be where it is.
0: He's definitely one of those people I'd like to have a beer with and just talk. You know, and,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, because he
1: seemed like he would have a beer with you.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, he, he just, just he's just one, one of those guys. He seems very down to earth. He also seems passionate about what he does. Yeah. You
1: know, I don't, I don't know if he's if that's just like the the persona he puts out in real life. It's like, can, wait, can he's you a think
0: of like a movie he just made to, for a paycheck? Because I don't think like sometimes directors will do that. of the world. Okay, you know what? Yeah, that probably. Makes I, I feel sense. like
1: that just for me. But
0: I, feel, I feel, like like feel like it was a she's change not, to That's a good example of. You know, right, but not, I think, but like he, I don't think he does, He makes movies for a paycheck. Like you I
1: think, I think if I think that one was probably his four A, until, but then he's like, you know what? I don't like this, and because all his other movies after that, mm-hmm. from well, the, when that out, maybe two thousand five. Like from yeah. that point onward, mm-hmm. I have liked every other movies done.
0: May I mean, well, okay, maybe Indiana Jones four was a cash grab, but
1: okay, that one. I think I don't think it was his fault as much as with George Lucas.
0: Yeah. Because like that was
1: because that was the point of the South Park episode. Oh yeah. Where they were talking like George you can make this right and you and it's like they're trying to make Spielberg the bad guy but it's like oh, yeah. looking at the writing of that movie you can tell if you know Spielberg it's like I I could tell this was not your idea. I, I just
0: love the part in um, that South Park episode, the free hat one, where he's like, think about it. Spielberg, Jew. Lucas, Jew. <laughs> Kyle, Jew.
1: Oh my God.
0: Uh, that's not to make fun of Jewish people. I just, I like the way Cartman says that. And <laughs> just, oh God. The,
1: the other thing that was funny where yeah. they were like raping the stormtrooper and you know, who we
0: kind of have so we We also of, found the dead bodies of Yoda and, and, uh, and base,
1: something. Mace Windu in this closet. Yeah, something like that. And it's just. But that for me is just like, They're trying to make them both bad because they know that this was, but I could tell from on a second viewing it's just what was George Lucas writing and what is Steven Spielberg's thing. Well, I think he
0: started as like the guy who made these big blockbusters, so he kept making big blockbusters, but then he can also, he just makes movies that he wants to make, like Color Purple, Empire of the Sun. Because people, they trust him to do it. Because it's like,
1: we had this discussion in my film class a few years ago, I told you, and they were like why don't they give millions of dollars to just famous people who want to make movies it's like well because they don't know if it's going to make money mm-hmm. that was the whole problem that they were having when they said "Is it was it a bad thing that they only gave Jordan Peele a million dollars said no he's a comedian they mm-hmm. don't know if he can write a horror movie Steven Spielberg yeah because mm-hmm. he can make
0: any well, kind of well I think movie. Jordan Peele has now established himself but yes yeah he has
1: established himself now but back in the day they didn't know that
0: yeah to make Get Out I don't know what the budget was it, it was a
1: million dollars and it made like 50 million dollars mm-hmm so and that and Get yeah, Out was a good movie.
0: Yeah, I'm actually gonna and look that up because I don't know if that was only a million dollars. I feel like that was probably.
1: I think it was only a million bucks. Uh, right. the budget
0: was 4.5 million. Okay,
1: so for, so but still four million, and it made
0: 255 worldwide. But yeah, good. Yeah, okay, but still,
1: so only four million dollars they mm-hmm. gave him. That's that's small in movies and mm-hmm. any kind of really any industry that's like business, movies, whatever. Yeah.
0: But like yeah, he went from making Indiana Jones Ford, he made Lincoln, and then he and, made yeah.
1: So it's like yeah. he moved on from doing. You know, but he also I,
0: made BFG he, and he made Ready Player One, it, which are very like commercially friendly. But then he also they, made Bridge of Spies. and
1: Yeah, he tr- they trust him to do it because they know, based on his history, he can do this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably one reason why everybody knows him. Because the, the industry trusts him to make a good movie. He's not
0: just a director who, like I said, takes a paycheck. But he also just like... How do I say this? He's just very influential, too. I know a lot of people who have been influenced by Spielberg, and it's just kind of like, you know, when people ask you what, you know, who are some of the greatest artists of all time, and somebody says the Beatles, it's like, well, yeah, no shit, because they're the Beatles. It's like, well, yeah, no shit. He's, he's Spielberg. He's yeah, one of the best. Yeah. You yeah.
1: Know? And same thing with actors, like, it's DiCaprio. Well, yeah, he's DiCaprio.
0: hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I'd love to talk to him. He's one of my personal favorites, you know, I mean. We
1: just run into him in Hollywood. He's like blending in like Keanu Reeves. God. Like, Keanu but, Reeves, like, there was a video of him on a subway, and they were just like, is that, that Keanu Reeves? He's just, he's just standing there, and it's like, yeah, I'm Keanu Reeves. Um,
0: I should mention, too, uh, yeah, the Universal Backlot Tour. He uh, he has There's the Jaws robot there, and it's actually really cool. Have you ever been to Universal?
1: I have not. I really want to, though. I just never had the time or money.
0: Yeah, a lot of his movies have been made into rides. I think um, there's the color purple ride where you just get beaten by Danny Glover for five minutes. And then, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> and I'm then um, and there's, um, what is it? Back to the Future has a ride, which, you know, he didn't...
1: No, I think our next profile should be on Danny Glover. Oh,
0: eh, we can. I like Danny Glover. Like, I was going to say, lethal, lethal, we should talk about... Leave a Weapon Saw, are you kidding me? We should talk about it like Tom Hanks or Robert Zemeckis, you know? Yeah, we
1: could do, do a big one. Yeah, We'll just do some, like, the the bigs, but not, like, the, the giants yeah. of the industry.
0: And, yeah, um, he has definitely deserved his Oscars, and, yeah, he'll go down in history. Like, you know, 100 years from now, people are still going to remember Spielberg.
1: Yeah, his so. movie. I think some of the movies are already put into the... Uh, congressional with the thing where they
0: keep oh I'm sure that Close Encounters and Raiders and E.T. and Jurassic Park have all
1: even the same Private Ryan
0: yeah anyway um and same with you know Schindler's List thank you all for listening you know this was kind of an impromptu Mm -hmm. one where we just kind of figured out hey let's talk about this guy so
1: and I gotta get going because I have to go to work in the morning
0: All right. so thank you all for listening so much you know check out uh, us on Instagram uh we're gonna try to put a little bit more uh, structure into this thing I think so we did a profile. and then I feel like the next one we're going to do is either going to be a drunk review or a, uh, something different. But we're going to try to have a little bit more consistency see. So thank you all for listening. Stay safe out there. Take care. Uh, say no to racism.